Know a lot about golf. Well, we're and it is time for us, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here in studio, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave, Edinburgh, Indiana, Timbergate Golf Course. Special guest from Southern California, or SoCal, I guess, as you say, if you live there, Brady Riggs one of uh, America's top 100 golf instructors and has been for eons or about 14 years, whichever comes first. But Brady, first off, welcome and thanks for hanging out with us here at those weekend golf guys. Hopefully you'll be able to admit to your friends that you've done this when we're done. But uh, It depends on how it goes. But <laughs> I know. <we'll>... All right. <laughs> I remember know. you've here. already there... signed the releases, so... <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're stuck with us for this particular hour. We uh, we're going to be talking about uh, golf stuff, and we promise not to. I mean, the uh, the sixth idea of ball flight or this whatever it was. You guys are talking. We're not going to get too geeky, okay, guys? Because I know that's a tendency you guys have. So only when we're near each other and radio guys are not around. Okay. So you need radio guy to just keep you apart and keep it all on the up. Yeah, that's that's the only reason that we're not golf geeks. All right, this is great. Uh, I do maybe <laughs> maybe Brady will be a little later on to be able to uh, to to give us the audio version of an article I just saw the headline of on how to hit a power draw in one move. I saw you wrote that oh, article. Wow. Yeah, if you can remember that, because uh, <laughs> I have a brand new driver. I just want to tell the world I picked it up, and I don't know that kangaroo leather grip must make a big difference, man. Yes, yes, it was. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. We could golf instruction back many decades today. <laughs> I, think. I, I was. I we could. Brady, I, I I got my first ever custom fitted golf club. Cool. I got it from Club Champion, and it, it was it's phenomenal. And I picked it up last week and played two rounds with it so far, and and it's phenomenal. It's a, it's a new driver. It's a Callaway Maverick, tricked out just for me. And it's, it's, it's almost like I can play golf now. I know. It's really strange. Almost. Almost. Is the key word in that sentence. <laughs> right. Okay. Just want to make sure that. <laughs> right. We We're, just wanted to make sure that the audience was not scratching their head going, wait a minute. Yeah. How did the one club just change all of that guy's game? Because we've heard about it for years. Yes, it couldn't. But technology can overcome ability. I am convinced of it. And even more so now. But uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about extolling the virtues of you actually not buying off the rack and actually taking some lessons because we have two of the best golf instructors in the world, and they're going to be here for the next hour. So why don't you make a play and uh, hang out for the next hour, too, with us. Those weekend golf guys. We will be right back. You know, my first career choice, I wanted to be a vendor at Fenway Park. Baseball's back, but there will be no vendors because there will be nobody in stands. But there's still plenty of action to be had from the comfort of your home, and you can participate with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. They can put you on the field with a shot to play risk-free for a shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars. Fantasy baseball is really easy to play. You just pick 10 players. You stay under the salary cap, pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts. There is no better way to put your knowledge to the test. But if baseball's not your game, don't worry, DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action, too, with millions.
millions of dollars up for grabs this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than DraftKings. So download the DraftKings app right now. Use the promo code WEEKEND and you will get a free shot at a share of the millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code WEEKEND to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. You know, right now in the year 2020, hiring is more important than ever. And Indeed is here to help make sure you get the best people available. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. And unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. Now, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed's going to get you that important hire that you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And right now, Indeed's offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. So try Indeed out with free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash weekend. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash weekend. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. And it is us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Brady Riggs, our special guest for uh, this, this week. And, and Brady, again, uh, thanks for joining us here. And just, just a little bit of a background, man. You've been uh, one of the top 100 teachers officially since, what, 2007? Yeah, I think I, I scammed my way on the list in 2007 and uh, somehow flown under the radar, <laughs> kept my lack of intelligence uh, to myself, and here I am still. So it's been a, it's been a good good ride. I hope it doesn't end anytime soon. <laughs> oh, man, you've been out in South, Southern California. I mean, you're a local boy out there. This is your life? This is my life. I grew up in, uh, believe it or not, I'm the one guy you've ever met who actually was born and raised in Hollywood, California. Whoa! Really? Yeah, isn't that weird? So... I've been here. I, I had a brief stint in San Jose to play some golf in college and then came back and uh, I'm in Burbank now. We call it the Hotel California because uh-huh. <laughs> you can check out anytime you like, but nobody ever leaves. That's Burbank right. is just the way it is. So. Yeah. I remember Gary Owens, my, one of my, uh, my disc jockey uh, idols, was the mm-hmm. announcer on Rowan and Martin's Laughing and always did the, you know, from lovely downtown Burbank, California. Indeed. And, uh, yeah, everybody knows Burbank, man. What brought you to this game? Did you just a lack of uh, desire to do anything else, or why? Why are you teaching golf for a living, man? Well, it's a combination of selfishness and failure. Okay. <laughs> so um, I was a pretty good athlete growing up. I played every sport there is. I was a pitcher, of course, because I'm selfish. I wanted the ball to right. get out of my. That's right. And, you know, I, I was successful, but it always frustrated me that I was perfect, of course, and the fielders behind me would they make just, mistakes. And, just let you, you down know, all the time. Yeah. Down. Yeah. So uh, my dad took me to the range when I was about 11. Pretty typical story and fell in love with the game. I loved that I could practice on my own and I didn't need anybody else to, you know, mm-hmm. to help me. I didn't mm-hmm. I could. I could take all the glory for myself. <laughs> okay. And like a lot of players, I, I got pretty good pretty quick and played college golf. And I think my best golf competitively was probably in my late teens. And then when I got to college, I got worse, like a lot of people do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Had some bad instruction, went down some dark tunnels and fell apart. 
and realized that the only thing I was really qualified to do was something in golf because I'd been in it for 15 years and yeah. uh, I failed my way into my career. So well, here go. I am on your uh, on your show <laughs> the, the epitome. at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm comfortable here, though. I've been here. (laughs) He's going to hang up after we're done going, I have now officially hit bottom. Bottom (laughs) Time for the intervention. It's time for rehab. Exactly. You know, interestingly enough, you know, I've I've talked to a lot of uh, golf pro teachers, just like you have, Brady, and, and some of these guys, we have similar stories in the fact that we had someone that was out there that gave us a lot of intel that wasn't so intelligent. Mm hmm. And, and we tried to make a career off of that and it, and it didn't work out um, because it was, it was really some bad stuff. And, and it sent a lot of us down the road of finding out what's better. What are we doing now? Why are we, why are you who you are? Why am I who I am? You know, that's part of it is, is we want to help other people, but we want to make sure we've got some really good Intel before we try to help other people. Otherwise we're just going to perpetuate the things that happened before. And I think that drives some of us to be to be really a lot better than than our predecessors in terms of the information and how we deliver it and how the person learns. I think it's important for us to do that. That was way more eloquently said than what I said. But (laughs) yeah, I mean, the basic idea, I think, is we all have our reasons why as players we didn't quite make it. You know, we all have our excuses. Could be injuries, could be bad instruction along the way. But I think what happens is we ended up on a quest, you know, a search to make ourselves as good as we could be trying to find a way. And boy, some of those searches were bad. They, they led us in some dark directions. And when you've gone through that and you still love the game, you're kind of left with, well, what do I do? You know, I still love to play and I want to help people. And because you failed and because you took some dark tunnels, it makes you very motivated to help younger players, especially not go down those same tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. You can have them avoid the pitfalls and you can tell them personal stories of, of some torment. Tragedies. Yes. yes. Yeah. Now the, the problem being gentlemen, that um, those less than intelligent, bad information guys are still out there. Ooh. So how does the casual golfer who's looking to improve discern good from bad information? Well, hopefully uh, testimonials, hopefully, uh, you know, like Brady's reputation is is un, unrenowned or it's renowned throughout the area. It's un, unparalleled. Everybody goes there because he makes people better yeah. without making them worse. And, and that's a big thing because that reputation gets around in the players and then everybody just starts to flock their, your direction. But if, you know, if there's a coach out there that's not doing things well, um, you know, that reputation is, is out there. The internet is an amazing thing. Social media is an amazing thing in terms of helping or hurting someone's, mm-hmm. someone's, uh, record, right. you, you know, so those, the cream rises to the, the top a little bit quicker, I think. Yeah, it does. But the problem being, um, you know, we, we have discussed the, the small percentage of golfers that actually take lessons, Right. And you're going to find that if, if I were to come into uh, a pro at a club and take a lesson and find out that it made my game worse or it made it more difficult to play, or I got some of that quote unquote bad information, it's going to turn me off. If not to the game to taking lessons. Yeah. That's something you guys have to overcome, isn't it? Every day. Yeah. I mean, we're, 
I think it's it's a challenge now in a way because when Jeff and I were starting back when golf was played in black and white and whatnot, <laughs> yeah. I had hair. And by the way, Jeff, your hair is smashing today. And John, I nice? don't take anything away from yours because a good gray hair is way better than a no hair. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I digress. But back in those days when 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 that was happening, it was basically 100% word of mouth. I mean, yeah. We weren't putting stuff up on social media. We weren't doing that. We had to actually help people get better. I started with zero clients at the place I started at. Mm -hmm. And it started with helping that player. And then they talked to somebody else. And one thing led to another and you had a business. But now people can put things up on social media that may or may not be true. Um, You know, you put a a screenshot of a before and after of a player and everybody thinks you're a genius. We don't know where the ball went. We don't even know if it was a real swing. Right. You know, so there's there's a lot of difficulty. I think there is more information, but in a lot of ways, it does it kind of muddles the water a little bit. I think it makes it very difficult to figure out who is really helping people. Yeah. But I think what Jeff said is so true. That old adage of find somebody that's you know happy with the person they're working with that's mm-hmm. getting better. Yeah, that might be somebody you want to talk to. And if that name keeps coming up on a range, you know, hey, who are you working with? Who do you like? Who, you're a good player. Who do you think is helping people out? There's a name that becomes, you know, pretty obvious after a while, and that's maybe a good place to start. Yeah. yeah. I remember some of the time people would, would come to me and they'd say, Well, how long have you been doing this? You know, and and they they based it on longevity. Well, then you must be pretty good if you're still doing this after 15 years. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm into the 25th year and I got I got over twenty five thousand lesson hours under my belt. And there's an awful lot of things that I don't do anymore. <laughs> that I used to do 10 years ago. And now I have a lot more referrals than I did 10 years ago for a couple of reasons. I think the social media reason is one of them. Uh, I think that the, the the reputation thing is, is, is another one where people are talking more uh, about things because I think there's a higher price. I, you know, to work with a lot of uh, high school kids and helping them get toward college golf, that, that network gets uh, pretty tight real quick. I think, you know, Brady, you know that you work with a lot of kids that you help them get to their goals. And and I've done the same. And and the parents are seeing it. Well, who's this guy working with? Because that, that player's playing really well in tournaments and he's always at close to the top of the leaderboards. And and as the as the the stakes get higher and higher for the college golf thing, um, you know, with uh, with scholarships because of the price of college and all those things, the the people who are having success with teenagers seem to get a little bit of a credit, maybe whether it's deserved or not, but at least they're they're getting more uh, known for for helping people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you right. When, we're going to take a quick break here, Brady. But when we come back, I want you, you mentioned something earlier. Uh, I want to come back and revisit. You said that when you got to college, your golf game went down. Is that because of the bad information you got, or is that because just the girls got better looking when you got to college? That's good question. Yeah. We'll we'll discuss that more when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Please hang with us. You know, right now in the year 2020, hiring is more important than ever. And Indeed is here to help make sure you get the best people available. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. And unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. 
Now, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed's going to get you that important hire that you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And right now, Indeed's offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. So try Indeed out with free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash weekend. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash weekend. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. You know, my first career choice, I wanted to be a vendor at Fenway Park. Baseball's back, but there will be no vendors because there will be nobody in stands. But there's still plenty of action to be had from the comfort of your home. And you can participate with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. They can put you on the field with a shot to play risk-free for a shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars. Fantasy baseball is really easy to play. You just pick 10 players. You stay under the salary cap, pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts. There is no better way to put your knowledge to the test. But if baseball is not your game, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action, too. With millions of dollars up for grabs this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than DraftKings. So download the DraftKings app right now. Use the promo code WEEKEND and you will get a free shot at a share of the millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code WEEKEND to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Every time I come home from playing golf, my knees hurt. And I kind of walk around going, and my wife says, you know, this is ridiculous. Why don't you find something else to do? I said, you're right. It's ridiculous. You're wrong. I need to find something else to do. What I need to find is something else to take the pain away. And I found it. Enter old Max Health. I was looking to get rid of nagging joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery. And OMAG said, boy, have we got what you need. Cryo-freeze CBD roll-on. It's non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on, specially formulated to block pain receptors, to reduce inflammation, and to improve muscle and joint flexibility. And the best part is it's 100% natural. CBD-powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes. And relief lasts up to 8 hours. Omax Health is offering our listeners 20% off a full bottle of cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on, plus free shipping. Just go to omaxhealth.com today. Enter the code WEEKEND. That's O-M-A-X health.com. Enter WEEKEND and get 20% off cryo-freeze and anything site-wide. Thanks for hanging and coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton, Jeff Smith, Golf Cave at uh, Edinburgh, Indiana, Timbergate Golf Course. And, of course, uh, Brady Riggs from Southern California. Brady, what the course are you at? I'm at uh, a beautiful public course in the middle of Pacoima, which is called Hanson Dam Golf Course. It's uh, <laughs> We're going hmm. out to the I don't describe the neighborhood. You, you've seen the Mad Max movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's pretty similar to the neighborhood. but. <laughs> I have my own private grass range and there's two great things about it. I don't have to dress up every day uh-huh. and I can teach anybody I want. That's why I'm at a public track. So like the, the wives of some of your students are going, are you going out to that damn golf course again today? Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, I am. There you go. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're, we're talking golf instruction because we have two of the best golf instructors in the world. Brady's been in the top 100 for many, many years. I don't know. You said you scammed your way in and you stay under the radar, so you stay there. But that is not an easy list to get your name on. You've actually got to be good and come to the attention of lots of other people who are good. Well, that's very kind of you. I think that there's so many great teachers in this country that are not on that list. And I so I'm very happy and honored, obviously, to be on it. 
the coolest thing for me is like Jeff, you know, we get to go see each other and hang out and learn stuff from each other. Whenever we go to a summit, the best conversations are often, you know, at lunch or at night, you know, when people are really letting their guards down. So yeah, just being in that group is really fun. I mean, it's something I look forward to every year for sure. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that every time I go to a, a, to a conference that a lot of the, the great teachers are, I almost want to just bring my phone and turn on the recorder, but I know better. I just want to, because <laughs> I know that I'm going to hear some things that are just better than the way I'm doing it or just different enough to give me another another arrow in my quiver. Mm. Let's go at it this way, or let's go at it that way. Or maybe, wow, look at Brady. He's got a different way of going about getting someone to be better. Maybe he's figured out that how this person learns is faster this way than that other way. And, you know, he's talking about it. You want to record stuff, but then you know you better not because God knows what happens to recordings these days. <laughs> Which is why I always have to be careful, even off air, because <laughs> John has things recorded. <laughs> one, now we know. Broadcasting 101 lesson, the microphone is always on. This is something that uh, we've talked about before, and I've heard you guys kind of allude to it a little bit too. But you know, you you both have had great success with um, teenage golfers, and and getting them prepared, getting them into uh, to a place where they can they can get scholarships, get into college, and things like that. How do you handle the teenage golfer who likes the game, maybe so he can go play on the weekend with his mom or his dad or his grandpa or whatever, but has no desire to compete. That that is I love not, those guys. That is not a carrot you can dangle in front of them to to work hard. Is there, fun. Is there a different way that you approach those guys? Or sure, I just go at it and say, hey, which is what are you having more fun with these shots or those other shots? You want to play as well as you can. It, it all boils down to you know we, we all have our own motivation to do something, but it's always we gravitate towards success and avoid failure. So we want to have the cleanest, best contact possible. We want right. the ball to go where we want it to go, mm-hmm. and we want to go farther. Sure. Yeah. Brady, is there everybody stand on your on your lesson to you come to you and say, hey, Brady, I'm uh, I'm hitting it really solid. I'm hitting it really straight. I'm hitting it exactly how I want to. And I'm hitting it really far. Can you wreck that for me? Yeah. <laughs> they don't ever walk into you saying that, do they? No, I've never had that happen one time. Well, oddly enough, <laughs> neither have I. I'm wondering if that guy exists. Hmm. I've also never had anybody say, I'm just hitting it way too far right now. Uh, can, yeah. you, can you dial back some distance for me? Yeah, you know, that doesn't happen. People want to hit it further. They want to hit, be more consistent. We hear that every single day. You know, it's really hard game. It's really hard. That's why, you know, Jeff and I are talking about it right now and not in at the memorial getting ready for the week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no offense to Jeff. Maybe he just made a conscious choice. Mine was made for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I, I, would, I would tend to agree that mine was made for me. I had some guys, they didn't realize what I found out was when I went out to, to try to do this to play professionally that that I learned that 68 was par and that anything above that you were going to go broke on the mini tours. Mm -hmm. You're not going to make enough money to make it to the next week. Can't cover your expenses. And here it was. I thought when you found out you couldn't beat your wife, you made that decision. She's a pretty good player. (laughs) I got to tell you, Brady, she was, she played golf for Indiana university. I really didn't, didn't really play a lot of golf very seriously until I met her. And I realized, Oh my gosh, I probably better get a lot more serious about this game <laughs> in order to do that. And then I did, but um, there was a time, I, I promise you, John, you were right for five years. There was no chance because yeah. she could really get it done. I should probably expand on that. You couldn't beat your wife at golf. 
I, just in case someone takes this out of context. Okay. This being a golf show <laughs> is implied. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> it seems to be an important distinction. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> well, now I have the I have the, the the pain, but also pride of having my daughter beat me every time she goes out and plays. Oh. Yeah. So she's playing college golf right now, which is a lot of fun. She's actually on the course right now. Um, Good. Wants to play for a living down the road, but it's same thing, you know, like, and when what's really sad is I'm not even playing from behind that, you know, I'm, I, I would love to say, well, I'm playing the back tees and she's playing forward. No, I'm in her tees and yeah, stay in the same, you're yeah. staying in the same box. Yeah. Pretty painful. Yeah. Right. Been yeah. there, done that. <laughs> I've got three uh, in college. Well, three played college. Caroline was at Loyola in Chicago and Rebecca went to LaSalle in Philadelphia and Drew right now is at Hillsdale. And uh, right now he's uh, was playing in the Indiana state open. That's something that he had been wanting to do and he's, he qualified for it and he's playing. So how many shots is he giving you now? Jeff? I don't get any shots. He will not give me any. He's as stingy my way as I was his way. <laughs> so turnabout is painful serve, for me. Serve you right to self, buddy. Serve you right. That's great. That's, that's exactly how that works. <laughs> I still have to pay for stuff though. That's, that's the one thing that turnabout has not, has not reared its head in my direction that way. The kid's still in college. What do you want from him? Pretty soon though, that, that, that coin's going to flip a little bit, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> is he looking to play professionally or is he going to go the way your daughters are and actually, you know, get a real job and just, he better use- get a real job. He better get a real job. He's not out there setting the college world of golf on fire yet because well, you know, they haven't had much tournament play. This, this yeah. whole spring got wiped out and he was difficult. unable to perform. So, you know, both of you have, have children who are competing as, as we speak and you're both here with me on the air. You notice like last weekend and, and every weekend, Justin Thomas, who's a friend of the show, he's, he lives in town here with us. Uh, his dad is actually a friend of the show, Mike, but his dad is at like, every tournament he goes to. That's got to cut into his teaching business out there. Oh, he doesn't need big time. You know, like he needs his teaching business. Come on. <laughs> his kid is Justin Thomas. Well, maybe his What he's got to say is, hey, how about a little retirement fund? <laughs> You know, maybe maybe Justin's got the same turnabout as fair play attitude that your son has, Jeff. You know, well, hopefully <laughs> it, he doesn't. <laughs> but that but that has got to be and, and Jeff and I have talked about this, but Bray, it's got to be frustrating to be there and not be able to be the coach, have to be the dad when your your child is out there competing. It, it is, but I'm lucky because I am the coach. Ah, so cool. All right. Like, and obviously I am her coach for golf, but I'm also an assistant at, on the college team she plays on. Ah, fantastic. So and I'm very fortunate. I get to hang out with uh, coach Julie Brooks from UC Irvine. She's the head coach and mm-hmm. she's a wonderful, wonderful person, a great coach. And she asked me to help out a few years ago. And I've, I've been doing that since my daughter's been there and it's terrific. I get to be on the course during the competition helping her. Wow. And then when she plays events, I'll go caddy for her. So we have a we have a very I think it's a really good relationship, real positive. We have a lot of fun together. We try not to take it too seriously, but mm-hmm. you know, she's highly motivated. So I, I actually 
in some ways it's amazing because I'm there and I get to help her do the, do the things she loves to do, but you feel so much responsibility too, you know, so it can be very stressful watching four footers and you're, (laughs) you know, which would, my hand was on my right pocket last time when she made this, you know, you start going through all the superstitions. (laughs) It's fun. We have a good time together. Make sure the color socks are the same, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I've had people ask me what it's like to coach your own children in competitive golf. It may be the most gut-wrenching thing that I've ever done with both my daughters and my son. I, I wish that I could morph them all into one golfer, and then I wouldn't have worried any. My son has gobs of talent. My daughters had gobs of talent. All of them chose to use little snippets of that talent and eschew other parts of their talent. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. It just killed me half the time. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> the choices that teenagers make when they play golf just yeah. absolutely astounds me. I, I've had no children playing golf. Like, I was asked once by a referee to be quiet or I would be kicked out of the soccer stadium that my daughter was playing in. Like, you I were that imagine. guy? I was that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I he was, was probably guy. He was probably yelling at somebody like me. I've coached soccer now for 15 years. Ah. <laughs> So it was funny, Jeff, you were talking about decisions golfers make as teenagers. I was lucky. My daughter didn't really get serious about golf until she was a senior in high school. So she was a soccer player first and foremost. Both of my daughters were. So wow. that's a completely different energy level and different mindset. You know, I mean, it's, it is. It's, I think it's been a little easier. I didn't have to suffer through all the junior golf. I really right. didn't. I, I was coaching soccer the whole time. So I had to get serious. I was, I had bypassed that whole section. Thank God. I didn't but, have to deal with it. But uh, as a, I'll tell you, it's a heart attack waiting to happen every time they hit a ball. No as, a, as a player, though, I would imagine that if you can if you can deal successfully with the rigors of playing soccer, golf is like a walk in the park. It really is. It's been a huge advantage because, I mean, first of all, the physical pain you go through in soccer. I mean, she she was she's five feet tall, so mm-hmm. she was playing central midfield against some monsters mm-hmm. and was phenomenal and only stopped because she had a concussion at one oh, point and wow. said, this is just getting too real here. But you're right. Like that whole toll, the, the ability to just focus on what you need to do through the physical pain and exhaustion, I think golf becomes a lot easier yeah. in some ways because she's handled that. And then she hasn't bruised a shin in a long time, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. Some of it's weird though. They're weird. Both my daughters, they like that pain, you know, that pain of like throwing near the point of throwing up and where every muscle is just in full fatigue. They're very yeah. strange. Definitely. Wow. There's some counseling waiting to happen. All right. <laughs> We've got a, <laughs> yeah. We got a lot more. We're going to talk about with some of the best golf instructors in the world. We've got Jeff Smith. We've got Brady Riggs. You've got us those weekend golf guys. And we're coming right back. Don't move. Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lake Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Those weekend golf guys, it would be us. I'm John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith, Golf Cave in Edinburgh, Indiana, the Timbergate Golf Course. Brady Riggs from Pacoima, California. Mm. I get that right? Pronounce that right now? I couldn't, it is. Well done. Well couldn't, said. couldn't spell it, but I can pronounce it. One of those fun places to say, Pacoima. 
one of the last times Brady and I were actually sat and talked to each other. I think it was a top 100 teacher conference in in um, in Pinehurst last fall, wasn't it? Yep. And then before that, we were talking. It was some meeting with the with PJ and the and the faculty, and we were talking about all kinds of stuff. And we were packed into this little car buzzing down the highway down from Port St. Lucie going down to, I can't remember what, we we're ahead of the airport, I think. But we're in there talking with a couple of other guys. Actually, one of them been on the show, John, Ed Bargwin, um, mm-hmm. was was in the car as well. We're, yeah. we're out there geeking out on golf talk, teacher talk, and we're, we're talking about this, that, and the other thing. And pretty interesting. Some of the really ridiculous things we were talking about. If you were a normal human being sitting in that car, you'd be like, what in the world? are these guys talking about and it was all about club delivery into a golf ball because what else is there yeah that's that's it that's 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 basically boiled down to that's what you guys teach right the only thing you guys teach is how to get i mean every all the all the different associated techniques and all that are are you know different and various and sundry but the bottom line is you guys teach somebody how to put a golf club correctly onto a golf ball in order to get the optimum flight from that golf ball vis-a-vis that club well if we're talking about ball flight yeah i think that's what we're talking about but you know sometimes you're talking a completely different language and talking about how to play a game better you know and sometimes you're talking a different language in terms of uh, how we just get in the the best performance out of this human being and how we making them happy just uh-huh. depends on who it is uh-huh. brady how many people come to you that you're effectively their bartender were you just making them happy for an hour or two? Oh boy it's probably uh over 50 percent, i would say you know i think what Jeff said is true. There's times where you're a technical swing coach and you're working on the mechanics of impact and trying to get the face and path to be where they're supposed to be to control the ball. But there's a lot of times you're dealing with, you know, somebody's emotions on the course, if they're a competitive player and how they're supposed to handle that better. And then I have clients like uh, there's a guy I've been teaching for almost 20 years. He comes and I have to schedule two hours instead of one with him. Because the first hour, we end up just talking about everything other than golf. Mm-hmm. So I learned this a few years ago. And I just charge him for the hour. I'm like, let's just, I'll just put you in for two because we just ruin the lesson every time. So yeah, everybody that comes is different. And that I think is what makes it fun. I, I would be so bored if every lesson was the same. Yeah. It would be horrible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How long does it take you to size up a, a new client to the point where you understand what it is they need, both in, in the way you approach them and what they need technically for their game? Not long. Mm-mm. It happens pretty quick. You know, I mean, if a person's walking up just by the way they're showing up, mm-hmm. the conversations I've had before they got there, even if it's text message, you know, what their bag looks like, you know, what kind of condition that's in, mm-hmm. you know, how they, it just the whole thing. Like after a while, you've been doing it for so long that you, you get a pretty good read on somebody pretty quickly about, about who they are in terms of golf. But yeah. sometimes you get surprised, but for the most part, it's not surprising. After about five minutes, we're pretty well on the on the track. And I know with Jeff, it's almost miraculous. And I would imagine because you are of the same school and the same ilk, it is with you too, Brady. But the the initial improvement for a student is probably like by the end of the lesson, the first lesson, is it not? It better be. Yeah. Better. It takes that long, we've got a problem. Well, yeah. I mean, substantial improvement. You you know exactly that that hey, this guy knows his stuff because look what he's done for me in this short period of time. Yeah, I think I'm sure Jeff would say the same thing. The easiest thing in the world to do is fix somebody who's hitting a slice. I mean, I can mm-hmm. change the ball flight in about two or three swings. It doesn't mean that it's going to last. It doesn't mean they're going to keep doing what they need to do. It doesn't mean they're going to practice correctly. 
but the actual you know physical act of changing what they're doing isn't that hard it's it's all the other things that make it tough for it to stick yeah. you know and that's you have to kind of be a motivator and a salesman and a kind of a director of their time and how they how they spend it appropriately all those things really go into the long-term success of the student the changing of the swing that's that's not that hard yeah. is it? you know one of the things that early on in my teaching career I, I had some early influences on on learning that coaching styles need to be different per person uh, I went and I watched five people teach before I really became a teacher. I went to go watch and I watched five people, all these five people, they got through to everybody that was in front of them all day. And I noticed that every, all five teachers had different approaches and viewpoints per person. And that that's what made me realize a successful coach was. And it was, it was really important. And, and what you said, Brady was right. It, Part of it, you have to be a salesman Mm -hmm. because you have to make sure that the person that's standing in front of you, they've come to you and they've paid you and they're, they're putting their trust in you. And then you've got to give them something that they can really go with. And they've got to know that, yes, this works and yes, they can do this. And physically they can pull it off because they're in, in physical positions that they can actually succeed from. But then you've got to sell them on the notion of how to practice. And what will happen as a result of those things and how you can get the right kind of feedback and, and give that, give them more ways of getting better and know they're getting better without the use of the technology that you have as a coach. Because sometimes they think, well, I don't have this launch monitor. I don't have these force plates like you do, Jeff. And I, I don't have all this stuff that proves it. So we have to find out how do we give them some evidence that we can do it. And then that's part of Proving things is also part of selling them on how to practice that way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it takes a lot, but we've got to get, the, we got to get there because they, we, by the end of the lesson, they have to know what they're going to go get out of it when they're doing it on their own and then how to fix it. Or, or selling them on practicing at all. Yeah. Which is hard for you, John <laughs> Brady, by the way, John has a hard time with that P word. His nickname is Mr. Iverson. So we don't need he, no he stinking practice. He didn't have a problem with the P word for purchasing. No, 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 he did not <laughs> improve I, his game. I have a story I want to relate to. I have a, a friend I play golf with um, occasionally who's been playing uh, rather regularly with his son. Now this guy, I got to tell you, when when he addresses the ball, he'll he'll sit there and stare at the ball for about thirty seconds, and then he'll move his backswing. He'll come maybe a quarter of the way to his shoulder, and then really quickly come through. And I mean, the whole thing is just like you know a second up and back. And needless to say, his shots are rather errant and unpredictable. He had been playing with his son, and his son had a uh, a hybrid club, nineteen degree hybrid club. And he would borrow it from his son and he could hit it. So suddenly, that's what he needed. He went on a quest to find a 19-degree hybrid club. And he went to uh, one of the golf courses he plays at and talked to the pro there who had one. And he said, but I'm not going to sell it to you until you show me that, you know, you really know how to use it. And he said that he looked at both. I was playing with he and and producer Mark on Sunday and, and he looked at both of us and he said, let me ask you, have you ever had a golf teacher watch you swing and ask you, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) Did you mention the time that you came to the studio? Is that what you're getting at now? (laughs) 
I said, obviously, you've never stood, stood in front of Jeff Smith, have you? <laughs> He's, Jeff, you didn't tell him to not say your name, remember? <laughs> yeah. I think, he, John, we've got to pay you for some editing skills here very shortly. <laughs> Possible deniability. <laughs> but that is something. I mean, this this guy... Every once in a while, he'll hit a shot, and it'll just be beautiful, straight, high, long, just like it's supposed to be. But they're few and far between. And, you know, I know I'm a new convert, Jeff, but I kind of like, with an evangelical zeal, want to just approach this guy and say, man, go take a lesson. Come on. You know, same thing with my brother-in-law, who I play with weekly. And his his wedge game is very weekly. And... You know, it's kind of like, go take a lesson. Because I know you're not going to listen to me, but I've listened to Jeff long enough. I know what you're doing wrong because it's the same thing I've been doing wrong. And Jeff fixed me so I could fix you, but I'm not going to even try. But it gets to the point now where, like I said, it's an evangelical zeal. You kind of want to say, come on, people. How much better do you think it could be if you just took a lesson? You know, I think it's pretty darn important that people do. I, I get some fun lessons and... Brady, you've had some fun lessons. What are some of the, what are the ones you remember the most? You know that you've taught for a long time, but something's got to stick out in your head, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's always something strange going on at a at a public driving range. <laughs> you know, imagine. yeah. I mean, it's Southern California after all, and <laughs> you know, there's times where it's. Uh, I mean, I've literally had streakers come across from the parking lot with somebody holding a camera and you know, <laughs> totally naked hitting shots on the range. And, you know, I'm just watching like, what am I watching right now? You know, I, I've seen so many incredibly bizarre things. I mean, the range is a fun place to be, you know, it's, it's especially at a public course, public yeah. courses are very entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the best things about them. Well, you said you were born in Hollywood, right? Born in Hollywood. Born and raised in Hollywood, California. And you remember what Gallagher, the comedian, said about living in Hollywood? It's like living in a bowl of granola. What did he say? He said it's like living in a bowl of granola. What's not fruits or nuts is flakes. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. In between smashing watermelons. Yes, yes. I remember. <laughs> yeah. And he also said, why do we pay dam inspectors? If you live downstream, you should be up there on a daily basis inspecting that dam. <laughs> That's, yeah. you know, neither here nor that's there. That's funny. It is funny. But now, can you very quickly, Brady, tell us how to how to get that power draw in one move? Well, um, <laughs> that would be the sixth ball flight loss that Jeff and I were discussing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you better have the path going to the right mm -hmm. of the face. That's pretty important. Okay. That's that's basically the essence of what a draw is. Now, power draw, I think that's a dream for many people, you know. You hit it hard. <laughs> yeah, weak uttering little curve might be a better description. But, you know, I mean, it's basically you get the path right of the face. That's number one if you're going to hit a draw. Uh -huh. And there's there's a guaranteed failure, which is a bad setup. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to relate a story. <laughs> and this, again, kudos to Jeff for this. I used to hit all of my irons to the left. I called it a power draw. <laughs> it was, I, I, I used a different word. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was pathetic is what it was. But I was playing golf uh, with a couple. We, we had my brother and I were playing and there was a crowd. So they put it up with two people. So I'm playing with two people I, I didn't know. And we're on the eighth hole. And it's a nice dog leg to the left over a little bit of water to the green. I had a beautiful drive. I was only like 130 up away from the green. But I was a little bit behind a tree in order to get straight to the green. So I was going to have to hit a draw. And I knew Jeff explained to me why my ball was always going to the left before, what I was doing wrong to, in my setup. So I adopted that incorrect setup once again <laughs> and did what I normally do is close my eyes and swung hard. But I didn't hit the ball very high. It didn't get more than maybe 30, 40 feet off the ground. But the thing followed the contour of the fairway. And it bounced right in front of the green and rolled up about 12 feet from the pin. And you don't know how cool that is when you're playing with people you don't know. And they just look at you like, wow, you must be good at this game. And you go, yeah, let's live with that fantasy because I do on a daily basis. Did you? Um, did you did that brings you, you back. Yeah, oh, it does. Did you remember to leave, go look at your watch and go, oh, my gosh, I got to go right after that <laughs> shot? <laughs> yeah. no you know you mean that that par three that i put the ball in the water to the right of the green after it came next i should have yeah right i should have quit while i was ahead oh well we've got a few moments left together don't squander them we'll be right back of course we have a facebook page facebook.com slash golf guys we would love it if you were to go there and like us we'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us facebook.com slash golf guys Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLake.com. Legendary golf at French Lake Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And that's going to basically do it for us this weekend, Golf Guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Brady Briggs has been our guest from Pacoima, California, all uh, all this week with those weekend Golf Guys. And, and, Brady, this is a few moments left together. How about the uh, shameless self-promotion portion? If anybody's in the neighborhood, how do they get in touch with you? You have a website. I hear you got a podcast. Give us all that information. Go ahead. Wow. Okay. So let's see if I can remember. Uh, Instagram is a good place to see what I do. That's at Red Goat. Those of you that can see the screen, this used to be red. It's becoming much wider as time has moved on. Um, that is the name of the podcast, Red Goats Golf Gab. You can find that on SoundCloud. Uh, Twitter at Brady Riggs. Um, that's, those are the basic best ways to get me. Nobody's on a website anymore, are they? I think mine, I don't even know what mine looks like anymore. So <laughs> yeah, Instagram is probably the best way to get a hold of me. Okay. At Red Goat. And that's Ed, Ed Red Goat. And that's because yep. the gray goatee used to be red, and he it just didn't want to be. change. Yeah, Brady is part of this uh, a, a big a big group. Well, it's a small group of golf instructors who are that that are teaching the future teachers of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is uh, on the the faculty for instruction for the PGA of America. He has um, been charged with uh, 
trying to make sure that the good information gets in the right hands in the mm-hmm. future of, of golf instruction. So, uh, Brady, it's it's really great to have you do that because, you know, they'll listen to you because, you know, you, you're one of the cool teachers that are out there because you, you got the style, you got the, the, you know, the shaved head, you got the whole thing going, we got the red goat. Everything about it is the way that young people want to see. So they'll pay attention to you. You give them I, good I, good intel. Next thing you know, you're going to have better teachers in the in the future because of guys like you. Well, I really appreciate that. It's a very you got to question the PGA's you know sanity <laughs> having me involved. But you know, I think um, it's really fun. I know you enjoy doing it as well, right? I mean, we just love going places and really helping, helping the young teachers learn how to teach. And it goes back to that thing we originally talked about, which is avoiding sort of those dark, deep, nasty tunnels of bad information. So yeah. if we can help people get on the right track, it makes a big difference. So, um, again, keep your eyes open for the good guys. And if you find yourself getting some bad information, run away quickly and try to find somebody else. I agree. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and don't, don't quit until you find a Jeff Smith or a Brady Riggs or someone of that ilk. Avoid the bad information. Find yourself a great golf instructor. Get yourself some golf clubs. Go out and play some golf. And for our bonus content this week, we go back four years to our favorite golfing couple, Diane and Art. And we're going to talk some more about the trials and the tribulations of playing golf with and without your significant other. Those weekend golf guys, we are powered by Golf Talk America. By the way, you got to check out the new Golf Talk America network on audioboom.com. Listen, follow, like, do all that stuff. Facebook.com slash golf guys like us there. Follow us on Twitter at WKND Golf Guys and go to audioboom.com and uh, look up those weekend golf guys and uh, listen anytime you want to. It's an on demand world. You don't have to wake up early on Saturday morning to hear us now. Listen when you feel like it. Okay, Diane Williamson, Art Decker, a couple that golfs together. That was your first big mistake. Uh, here in studio with us here, we are talking about couples golf and. Uh, if if Diane got substantially better, would you be happier, or would that put more pressure on you to do the same thing, Art? No, no, I'd be much happier. Okay. For her. For her. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, it's yeah. all about her. It, it is. You were one of those totally selfless males. Of course. Yes. <laughs> He's this is true. the fact that if this she's happier about golf, then he gets to play more. Well, that's absolutely. true. Absolutely. That's true. And, absolutely. And we all know when mom is happy, everybody's happy, and right. no matter what situation you're in. But that is true. Should she become more enthralled with golf, it's whenever it's free, it's, hey, let's go play golf. Not, hey, honey, can I go play golf all right? Right. Yeah. I'm pretty cool about it, though. I just, I'm not that person that is like, oh. He's playing golf all day, and he needs to cut the grass. Yeah. You know, I'm not that person. I'll go cut the grass myself. No, yeah, you're like, let's get the grass and go. Yeah. <laughs> you want to join it. Or the grass can wait. Or the grass can wait. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty – actually, I think as far as the golfing is concerned, yeah. you know, now that I'm not stomping around and breaking my, my clubs when I mm-hmm. make a bad swing anymore, I, right. I stopped being unpleasant on the golf course. Well, that's good. Now, was that a conscious effort, or was that just something that came with not hitting so many bad shots? It was maybe a little bit of both. He okay. actually said one time to me, and we were at Quail Chase, and he was like, man, it's just no fun playing with you. And that really resonated because yeah. I don't want to be no fun. Yes, so I, I think that um, he goes and plays a lot. He'll get up in the morning and go play, uh-huh. you know, before he'll, you know, go to work or go whatever. Go to work, yeah. Yeah. You play a lot. I do. You do. Yeah. It's great when you can, man. Yeah. I don't I mean, seem to be getting any better, though. Uh, okay. We address that here a lot. <laughs> 
Uh, but it's fun. Jeff, I think it's time for you to bring up the terrible P word. You know, John has really avoided this for quite some time, and now he's advocating that I bring this up, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder how many other things about you is Diane able to change in about 30 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> because here she is, she, she sits in the studio, she starts talking about golf, and you're sitting there going, yeah, let's get her to practice. <laughs> what the heck are you talking about? That, that was the terrible P word. That's what she should be doing. That Everybody was, needs to be doing it, so they get better. Well, it wasn't, wasn't the terrible P word. I wasn't talking about her doing the terrible P word. I was talking about Art doing the terrible P word because it sounds like he does the same thing that most of us do who love golf and don't have a whole lot of time to dedicate to it is that we play rather than going out and practicing because practicing means that we have to give up a day of playing that on paper. That's how it works in practice. That's That's, not necessarily how it comes out that way. How about a thought where you could actually go practice for two hours and play for two hours, spend the same amount of time, and you have actually got better instead of just playing for four hours? You see how easy that can be? That's the same time frame. It's just a matter of how you write it on paper, that other P word. Uh, Tell the guys what you say about going to the driving range that is almost walking distance from the house. Every time I suggest it. I don't want to spend them. The same amount of money on a bucket of balls that I could walk nine or ride nine for it where I play. Yeah. It's just I'd rather go play and get my practice on the course and hit a bucket of balls. There you go. See, that seems counterintuitive to me. Actually, there is something to be said for practice on the course. But if you do practice on the course, actually practice instead of just playing and calling that practice. So let's say that you go out to the golf course and there's nobody else around. And you hit two or three shots off the tee. You hit two or three shots in, from different locations into the green. Now, all of a sudden, you could call that practice because you're hitting more than one shot. You're trying different scenarios. Uh, you're pitching around the greens. But if you're just going out to play, I'm not thinking that you're actually going to get better just because you're playing. Because the, the evidence of the people who don't actually do things to get better, they really don't. They just keep playing and they, keep, they stay the same. And then they finally go from 20 years of playing and then they come to me and I make them better in 15 minutes and they go, I don't know why I didn't do this earlier. Like Because they had the mentality of, well, if I show up to the golf course, that's actually practice. No, it's, no, it's really not. Spoken practice. like a... True guy who makes hundred bucks an hour yeah, teaching people how to, to play golf. <laughs> nice commercial, yeah, Jeff. <laughs> if you need someone to voice that commercial for you, I'm, I'm available for two hundred dollars an hour. Yeah, there you go. Right. I usually play two or three balls when no one's around, and then uh, you yeah. know, off the tee, and then from the fairway, and then green, and then I'll score my lowest one. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you know, that's right. Right. I so shot a twelve. Right. 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 Took me four balls to do that's it. Right. I played nine holes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, but I'm a big advocate of, of people actually practicing while they're on the golf course as long as they're not holding up anyone else. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, got to make got to throw that statement out there loud yeah. and clear. Right. For all those listening to us, Jeff said, "Hey, it was great to go practice on the golf courses. Don't hold anyone up." Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're advocating fast play. So when you go do it, go do it when no one else is around. Right. No so, one's behind you, it won't matter. You know, I mean, when whatever it happens to be. Well, our little golf you know, courses, you know, we can we can sneak in there. Pretty pretty easily, you know. Yeah. yeah. So hey, you know, there's a lot of golf courses out there where three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon is a slow time. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah, you, know, you, you just ask ask the golf course when it's slow, and then go play when it's really slow. Yeah, and then next thing you know, you've got time to hit two or three shots. You know, and play the shots that you would occasionally have to play, like when you go into the trees to find your first ball. <laughs> you know, hit it out and then throw down another one. Yeah, so that you get yet another ball of practice. Not just because you have to, John, because you didn't do the first one well, but do the first one well <laughs> and then do it a second time. <laughs> John, how many balls did you lose over at Quail Chase the other day? <laughs> okay, I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah. You want to tell him what that? Yeah. John, I can. And, and John, it was the I... hand gesture on the left hand, not the hand gesture on the right hand that I was making. Yeah. Right, Zero can... was the number, Jeff. Zero. Okay. okay. I was feeling the love. Yeah. That's what was happening. I was feeling I the love, I should hope John. so. I, I should. I can tell you were pointing in my direction. <laughs> and if you can't hear it, I'll turn it up for you. all righty then okay so do you practice no do you ever go over to that driving range that's within walking distance of your house and hit a large bucket of balls no i do not i have not and that is a good question i guarantee (laughs) you she will after she comes and visits me i will convince her i will how good she can be if she does okay we've actually gone to that driving range maybe once or twice and um i think one time i just sat and watched him Mm -hmm. you know because it was and i was surprised actually I think twice the second time I actually practiced a little bit, but that's just you know, yeah. I don't. It's fine. I just don't want to go by myself. I, yeah. I don't want once I. For me, it would be a fruitless exercise to go and and swing badly over and over and over that's again. That's true. That's true. So I'm not going to go spend the money to to ingrain bad my habits. bad habits. Right. So until I go see Jeff. Yeah. In order to practice, you need to learn something to practice. Right. Right. I don't I have nothing to practice except right. a bad swing. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Hey Jeff, you know, I I got to tell you I got a friend we used to work together in a couple different markets. In fact, one of them I, I believe he was in Raleigh and then uh, he went down to uh I think he went down to Charlotte. I think he actually worked at uh at our station in WSIC, station that we were on. Um back in the 80s. So nobody's going to remember him. Uh Steve Anthony was his name just in case. But anyhow, um he now lives in New England. I mean, he's one of those friends that we've kept in touch with, you know, and you can kind of pick up a conversation even though you haven't talked to him for two years or whatever. Told him I was going to be in Maine next week, and he said, ah, oh, great, let's come up. So he's coming up. And being that he was in, in the Carolinas for about 10 years, uh, by law he had to learn how to play golf, I believe, Jeff. Isn't that the law in the Carolinas? You live, it, it is. You live because here, if you, you play don't golf. play golf when you're in the Carolinas, then that puts you in the tobacco industry. Oh yeah, or yeah. the or the peanut industry where they do a lot of bold peanuts down there. I gotcha. Okay, so anyhow, he learned to play golf. So that's another thing that we have in common. So he was like, you know, we'll, I'll bring my sticks up and we'll play golf. I said, fine, that'll be great. We played last time. We got together up in Maine. So we're we're now we're going to Maine, and I'm I'm kind of like laying out the design in the back of the car is what everything's going to go for packing. And I said, well, I get, I'll put my, my clubs in first. And my wife was, your what? And I said, my golf clubs. And she said, you're not taking those into Maine? And I went, but Jim's coming <laughs> you up. You want me to rent them? And he, she said, I don't care what you're going to do. Borrow some if you have to, but you're not taking these clubs in this car. And she's like that. She's mean. <laughs> so I got smart, man. I called those uh, golf overnight guys. Mm-hmm. Forty-four bucks. Get them shipped. They are going to pick them up at my house tomorrow, and they will be at the Biddeford Sacco Country Club prior to my tea time on Tuesday morning. That's how you guaranteed. Do it. That's how you do it. Forty-four bucks. Commercial for them too. Mm-hmm. And they're going to ship them home that way too. 
44 bucks, and I don't have to listen to my wife going, you're not going to do me. Does she listen to your show? <laughs> no, thank God. Oh, <laughs> Where are you sleeping tonight? <laughs> well, we got a couch at the house. Or he would have cleaned that up a long time ago. That's right. Check them out. It's golfovernight.com. They can do it for you, too, for 44 bucks each way. It's a great deal. We're going to have one more time together, and we will be right back. Don't you move.